May I ask you a favor? Could you please, for the next 15 seconds, not think of a pink elephant? What's coming to your mind now? Right, I bet it's a pink elephant. Didn't I ask you not to think of it? In this episode, you will discover how to use this paradoxical automatism of our brain in your favor. And you will learn more about the one mindset shift that will make you feel much better about yourself. And when you feel much better about yourself, people will sense that and you will have made a significant step towards becoming more charismatic and more impactful in your communication. Welcome to Charisma Hacks, the show where you get strategies, tools, and mind training to learn to speak from your innermost conviction, to own who you truly are, and to stand in your full power. I am Ulrike, and I am wholeheartedly dedicated to empowering leaders to connect with their authentic self so that they can sparkle from the inside and lead and communicate with charisma. Before I decided to follow my calling in 2019, I had an over 20 years long corporate career that took me through all levels of the hierarchy. I started as an assistant in the 1990s and managed to climb up the whole hierarchy ladder until being appointed to the executive committee of an international corporation in 2015. But despite my successful career, I was never satisfied with my achievements and I felt like not being good enough most of the time. It was clear that this was preventing me from reaching my full potential. Well, I, I was able to motivate others and was also quite good at communicating, but something was fundamentally missing to give it the impact I would have liked to see. I could not develop the charisma that I wanted to have and it all came back to my lack of self-confidence. So what has all this to do with communicating with charisma? Charisma shines from the inside out. And if you want to develop more of it, you could work on its four foundational elements. These are authenticity, confidence, passion and presence. If you want to learn more about these four foundational elements as such, just go to the very first episode of the show and you will find there an overview what I mean by this. In this episode, we speak about a mindset switch that makes all the difference. And this mindset switch has a direct and immediate influence on the confidence you have in yourself. The more you practice this mindset shift, the more confident you become. And the more confident you become, the closer you come to becoming more charismatic. You've certainly had times where you wanted to be more confident about yourself, I'm sure. And you might have tried to behave and feel differently. And you probably realized that it didn't work. This is not surprising, as you most likely try to implement a behavioral change with sheer willpower. In the Western world, we have been brought up with the idea that our conscious mind is in control and that when we take a rational decision, we take actions accordingly and these actions ultimately shape our lives. But this is an illusion 
because the vast majority of our brain power is controlled by our subconscious. And our subconscious is not only handling our body functions, it is also hosting our emotions. And it is managing our inner chatterbox that is speaking to us all day long. Jonathan Haidt, a social psychologist, used a compelling analogy. He compared the conscious mind with a rider sitting on an elephant, which is the subconscious mind. As long as the elephant agrees on the direction where the rider wants to go, the rider feels in control. After all, he's the rider and holds the reins. But as soon as the elephant wants to go into a different direction than where the rider wants to go, the elephant will just go off and the rider can't do anything about it. This is exactly what happens when you are triggered by a strong emotion like anger or jealousy. But it also comes into play when you feel a lack of confidence and suddenly stay paralyzed or speak with a voice that you would have liked to be far more assertive. The question is, what is triggering these emotions? And the answer is very simple. Our thoughts are triggering our emotions, which in turn trigger our actions. Our inner chatterbox that is speaking to us all the time is triggering our emotions. And both actions and emotions will be seen and perceived by whoever you speak to. So let's now get to the root cause inside of you and make a switch there to change the paradigm of how you are perceived on the outside. Imagine two people who have an ambitious goal. Let's say they both want to level up their profile and step into a C-level position within the next five years. What motivations could they have to do this? Let's start with person A. Let's call her Anna. Anna is motivated by a high salary and by moving to a different, more exciting place. She wants to have a job with a broad and exciting scope and she wants to make a lasting impact. Person B, let's call her Sarah, thinks the higher she raises in the hierarchy, the more valuable her profile becomes and she believes that this minimizes the risk of getting unemployed during her career. She also doesn't want to have to deal with so many stakeholders who are above her in the hierarchy anymore and thinks that reporting to less people will make her life easier. What is the difference between the two? Anna is motivated by what she wants to have. Sarah is motivated by what she wants to avoid. In other words, Anna is thinking resource-oriented. Sarah is thinking problem-oriented. But that's not all. Sarah is mostly thinking in negative sentences like I don't want and so on. The thing is that our brain does not understand the word not. It does not understand negations. You remember the little exercise in the beginning when I asked you to not think of a pink elephant. And what happened? A pink elephant appeared right away in front of your inner eyes, didn't it? This is the paradox of our brain. When we think, I don't want to come late, the only message that sticks to our brain is come late. And this is why most often we actually do come late. 
as this is where we shifted our focus on. When you think, I don't want to be nervous when I deliver this presentation, what happens then in your opinion? Right, you got it. Learn to think resource-oriented. Phrase what you tell yourself differently. Instead of thinking, I don't want to be nervous, think, I will be calm and focused. Replace the problem-oriented thought that is most likely using a negation by a positive, affirmative sentence, ideally starting with a clear statement like I will or I am sure or something similar. When you try to not think of your negation, your problem-oriented sentence, it will become all the more present in your mind. Instead, use your brain space and occupy it with your new positive sentences. Then very simply, the negations have no space in your brain anymore. So don't waste energy in pushing your negations aside and trying to getting rid of them. Put your energy into thinking in positive affirmations and in a resource-oriented way. Now, what does that mean in practice? Let me give you a few numbers here. Human beings have around 70,000 thoughts per day. According to a number of studies, 80 to 95% of these thoughts are negative. You imagine, not only in the sense of being negations, but in the sense of being problem-oriented. The vast majority of our thoughts evolves around worry, anxiety and an impressive amount of self-criticism. And to make this even more effective, a stunning majority of 80% of these thoughts are repeating day after day. We literally rack our brains with the same negative thoughts every single day. So don't you think it's worth working on them? If you had five apples and four of them were rotten, wouldn't you throw them away? Now you certainly think, yes, I would like to work on my thoughts, but if it was that easy, I would have done that a long time ago. How on earth can I observe and control 70,000 thoughts per day? There is a simple trick that you can use to get hold of those which bother you most. Do you remember when I talked early on about our thoughts triggering our emotions that in turn trigger our actions? If our thoughts, these famous 70,000 thoughts, trigger an emotion, we will feel something. Most of the time, these emotions are very subtle and out of our awareness. But some of these emotions are stronger, maybe not strong enough to be noticed by our conscious mind, but strong enough to be noticed by our body. Our body and mind are intimately connected. They communicate every second of our life. And if we don't have the brain space for something, we can be sure that our body is reacting to whatever happens under our surface. In other words, in our subconscious. And this is exactly the playground where the overwhelming majority of our 70,000 thoughts is going to be active day after day. So how can you access this world of emotions which are the results of your thoughts? Well, 
simply by listening to your body. Finnish scientists carried out a study that was published in 2014 by the National Academy of Science of the United States. The Finnish scientists obtained solid evidence that our body is involved in all cognitive and emotional functions, that the human mind is truly embodied because human beings perceive their emotions in specific places in their body. You certainly know how it is when you have a funny feeling in your belly. I'm not talking about the famous gut feeling here, but about a rather subliminal strange feeling in the belly that appears several times a day. You can watch out for this feeling. And when you detect it, just ask yourself one question. What have I thought in the past minute? If you then start collecting these thoughts by tracking them down, for example, in a notebook, you will be able to understand and analyze the thought patterns and mental programs that you run over and over again in your head every day. And when you change this mental paradigm by switching to resource-oriented thinking, you give yourself a positive outlook, you empower yourself to go for something that inspires you and the energy that you release by doing this influences your level of confidence big time. And confidence is one of the pillars of building charisma and of communicating in an impactful way. So today you've learned about another piece of the charisma puzzle and I'm very excited to complete this puzzle with you in the upcoming episodes. We will also have a few guests in the future. To make all of this as valuable and useful as possible for you, I am highly interested in learning about your questions and challenges about how to become more charismatic. What do you want to know? What is important for you? Please drop me a message at contact at ulrikeseminati.com. You can also find the email in the show notes. I'd love to hear from you, seriously. And I'm already looking forward to tackling another important pillar of charisma in our next episode that will be entirely dedicated to one specific action that you could take to increase your level of authenticity. Thank you for listening to Charisma Hacks. If you want to level up your profile and become a charismatic leader able to communicate, engage and motivate in an inspiring and authentic way, you've come to the right place. Subscribe now to this show or reach out to me and get more strategies, tools and mind training to sparkle from the inside.